Welcome to Gun Lawyer. I'm attorney Evan Knappen. Just recently, a client retained us on a case that I find to be very disturbing, yet at the same time uh, typical, and there are lessons that every law-abiding gun owner can uh, learn from this. And it, And here's what it involved. It involved... My client, who was on Instagram, and he saw an advertisement on Instagram to purchase fuel filters. And the fuel filter ad on Instagram shows a car, shows the filter, shows where it goes, shows how to use it, how they look cool, and they go on the vehicle. And they come from China, and they will give you a great deal, uh, I think two of them for 45 bucks if you bought two. I think you got a deal at 45 bucks a piece uh, if you buy two. So he ordered two of these uh, fuel filters. And when they came in from China, he got them, and he was trying to figure out how these things get used as fuel filters. And he went to his friend at Napa Auto Parts, and he asked them, do they sell whatever material might go into the filter or how does this work? And his friend said, no, 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 these are not filters. This is something that really could be a problem because it could become a silencer or suppressor for firearms, and you don't want to have this. You want to get rid of it. So as soon as he learned that he should get rid of it, the very next day he went to his local police, which was the Karlstadt police in New Jersey. And he voluntarily surrendered these two fuel filters to this, uh, to this uh, police department. And he spoke at length with the detective. And he, he was the one that initiated the contact, got rid of it, told the detective he doesn't want them in what the issue was. He also explained that he had placed a second order because there was a huge delay in this other one coming to him. He thought they had lost it and there was kind of a mix-up, so he ordered a second order. And he said, Detective, that that's coming and he's going to cancel that. He And in fact, he did. He, he contacted the vendor via email, said, don't send it, I don't want it. He canceled his PayPal payment, contacted his bank on that as well, and even told the U.S. Post Office not to deliver it. But approximately 10 days later, to his surprise, a package shows up at his door from this company, and he immediately takes it in the car, and he immediately goes to the police with the package and he parks at the building and he's walking into the station to surrender and he is suddenly arrested by a cadre of federal and state law enforcement, homeland security, the county prosecutor, etc. And they arrest him. Now they had been obviously surveilling him and in fact Homeland Security apparently got the package and made the delivery, not the post office. He tried to not take it, and they purposely set a trap for him. And let me just tell you, they then charged him with possession of silencers 
and it led to his home being raided and all his guns seized. And they then proceeded on a smear campaign where they immediately did a news release that this was part of an international arms trafficking issue for, you know, for uh, investigation and that he had, quote, smuggled these things. Smuggled. It's called mailed from China as a few smuggled them. Blew it so out of, and and it's just outrageous because what it stands for is if you try to do the right thing and surrender this once you look, what it's going to get you is arrested, charged, and your home raided and your rights taken. And now we're engaged in fighting to save him from this ridiculous scenario. And, of course, the question is, if Homeland Security is involved and they knew in that, why are these ads still on Facebook and Instagram? Just today, I was looking at There they are. Fuel filters, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, same thing. They're not, they're not taking them down. I mean, it can, can, right, considering how fast, you know, fascist book will uh, rip down free speech, and Instagram, which they which they own as well, right? Considering how fast they'll particularly knock out conservative voices without any problem, they let ads from China with uh, suppressors disguised as fuel filters allegedly, no problem. Keep selling them, boys. All okay. And Homeland, fine with that. They'll just set up law-abiding citizens, huh? That mistakenly order these things. I mean, it's outrageous. And, of course, I don't even think these were complete. And there are, you know, just like there's 80 percenters on guns, there's 80 percenters on suppressors. I don't even know if they were drilled. I haven't had a chance to look at them. I don't think it, they were. So I don't even think they were operational to begin with. But it didn't matter. This whole thing comes down, and this is what the government does to make it look like they're doing something about crime, right? Useless and just out to cause incredible damage to good people. My client is a volunteer fireman for 24 years, unpaid, okay? And he was a current fire chief in the town. I mean, this is a guy who's a dedicated person to serving and helping the public and his community, doing it for free because he believes in it, guy who also is active in not one but two churches that he belongs to where he's very active with their programs. This is a community-minded individual who has no priors, no convictions, a law-abiding gun owner too, and that all came crashing down when he ordered fuel filters. You know, it's bad. And so this is the lesson, the takeaway. You just... Got to know that if you involve the government in your your life, you can't trust them. And anytime the government wants to get involved in your life, or you need to get the government involved in your life, like you know something like with my client, then you absolutely need to have an attorney. You need an attorney to be between you and the government. The attorney is the shield between you and the government. The attorney is the filter. Talking about fuel filter. This is the filter that you need because 
that attorney can do and say things that you cannot do and say because anything you do or say can be used against you as evidence, but not so with your attorney. And you may think, well, this is just attorneys selling attorneys. No, there's a reason why our founding fathers in our Constitution made the Sixth Amendment I mean, we, you love the Second Amendment? I would hope you do. That's why you're listening to me. If you're not, I don't know why you're listening to me because it's all about loving our guns, our gun rights, our gun culture, and the Second Amendment. But I love the whole Constitution. I cherish it. I defend it. Absolutely. And, you know, there's more than just the Second Amendment. And one of those brilliant things that our founders did was put many of other precious guarantees of our rights into that document. And the Sixth Amendment guarantees your right to counsel. Now, why do you think the founders knew that you should have an attorney and it needs to be a right that you have an attorney? Because they know that when they were attorneys themselves, many of them, and they know that when dealing with government, it hasn't changed one bit. You need someone as your champion, someone to protect you, someone to be the one that deals between you and the government. And it's even more than that today. Because your attorney is the one that can negotiate on your behalf, can protect you, can enforce your rights, can defend you in the system. And your attorney has this ability to discuss with law enforcement and prosecutors, uh, things that you would not be able to, nor would they feel as free to discuss the case with you. Whereas this attorney, they can have down-to-earth discussions with and things can get resolved much better. And the protection that it affords is tremendous because now, once you have an attorney then that attorney is going to invoke your other rights under the Constitution, such as your Fifth Amendment right not to incriminate yourself, to not have to make any statements or say anything that in any way could be used against you. The attorney will protect your Fifth Amendment rights. The attorney will enforce your Fourth Amendment right to searches and seizures not being done in conformance with the Fourth Amendment and be able to enforce and see that your constitutional rights are guaranteed and applied. These are very important things the attorney does. You know, when you, when you talk about uh, constitutional rights, if I were just to ask you and put out there and I would say, hey, what rights does the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, what rights does it, does the Bill of Rights uh, give us? What rights does it give us? And you might talk about the Second Amendment, you might talk about Fourth Amendment, Fifth Amendment, Sixth Amendment, but I don't care what you talk about because whatever right you believe is the answer to that statement, you're absolutely 100% wrong. You are absolutely wrong. And you may say, what do you mean I'm wrong? I, 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 I've read it. I know what it is. I'm not wrong. Yes, you are wrong. Because I asked you what rights are you given in the Bill of Rights. And the answer is none. Those are not rights given. 
Those are rights that are guaranteed. And there's a huge difference here, and you better keep it in your mind. Rights are our God-given fundamental natural rights that exist whether or not there's a Bill of Rights or a Constitution. And if the evildoers one day wipe out our Constitution, that doesn't mean we still don't have rights. What we don't have is a guarantee of those rights. And what our founders knew that. Our founders knew darn well what that meant. If I had asked the founding fathers what rights does the Constitution give us, they'd probably, you know, hit me. What do you mean? They're not given rights, sir. Those are our rights. These are guaranteed. And that's an important distinction when it comes to rights. So you want that guarantee enforced. You want that guarantee enforced, and the enforcer of your guarantee is your attorney. It's your attorney enforcing it through the judicial system that we have in this country. And we have to be very thankful because no system's perfect. And is there room for improvement? Of course there is. But all things being equal and looking at the rest of the world and those systems, we're very blessed. You come back, I got some more exciting and interesting things to discuss. So hang in there. For over 30 years, attorney Evan Knappen has seen what rotten laws do to good people. That's why he's dedicated his life to fighting for the rights of America's gun owners. A fearsome courtroom litigator fighting for rights, justice, and freedom. An unrelenting gun rights spokesman tearing away at anti-gun propaganda to expose the truth. Author of six best-selling books on gun rights, including Knappen on Gun Law. A bright orange gun law Bible that sits atop the desk of virtually every lawyer, police chief, firearms dealer, and savvy gun owner. That's what made Evan Knappen America's gun lawyer. Gun laws are designed to make you a criminal. Don't become the innocent victim of a vicious anti-gun legal system. This is the guy you want on your side. Keep his name and number in your wallet and hope you never have to use it. But if you live, work, or travel with a firearm, the deck is already stacked against you. You can find him on the web at evannappen.com or follow the link on the Gun Lawyer resource page. Evan Knappen, America's Gun Lawyer. You're listening to Gun Lawyer with attorney Evan Knappen. Available wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Okay, hey, welcome back. And, you know, I would like to uh, explain about some confusion and things that the anti-gunners particularly have set out to fool law-abiding gun owners with, literally fool them. You may know, and, you know, Bloomberg, Bloomberg is uh, one of the biggest supporters of destroying our Second Amendment rights and many other problematic things that he's about. But he's set up these front groups, these uh, anti-gun groups that 
you know, make believe they have thousands and thousands of people supporting them, but in fact, in reality, they don't. It's just a, a facade, a fraud. I mean, there are very few, relatively speaking, that are actually really part of this and care about it as far as the anti-gun movement goes. But they're still very problematic and very troublesome because they have a lot of money. And with that money, they can put paid people out there to uh, do all kinds of things to try to present a anti-gun picture. And they can also fool and get people who are emotionally uh, concerned about guns and naively think that somehow gun laws are the answer and it becomes the you know ox to be gored for them when they're frustrated over what is much bigger problems that need real solutions not not gun law so we've been fighting the other side for a long time and it's gotten worse because of big money i mean it was always kind of humorous how the other side would call, you know, the NRA is the gun lobby, you know, the gun lobby. And it's you know, funded by all these great, you know, manufacturers. It's gun money, blood money. all. And what's hilarious is, uh, in reality, it's just the opposite. What makes NRA and the gun groups so strong isn't really money. It's members, members of the key. Whereas the antis don't really have members. What antis have is money, and they're the ones with the big money from individual billionaires that have a particular hatred, and they do hate us, for us. And that's the reality of it. So in, in reality, the anti-gun lobby is way more of a lobby for a very limited interest by elitists that don't trust us with firearms and hate us and want to disarm us, and want to change really the fundamental heritages and traditions of America, and that's what they're all about. Well, in the process of doing this, they do get very creative. I give them credit. At least there, they come up with all kinds of little nitpicky things they can go at, any angle they have, you know, to try to take away our rights and chip away, and they constantly are coming up with new innovative approaches to this particular thing and of course their propaganda throughout their 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 campaigns are always you know you know gun violence like there's some distinguisher about gun violence compared to other violence why is that no well they're just emphasizing gun violence you know and and you see them talk about every pejorative and they come up with terms to scare people i mean even the very term you know assault weapon right i mean the funny and truth there is that assault weapons are not assault weapons in reality because assault, assault weapon goes back to uh, the, the Germans and they had what was called the Sturmgewehr, the Sturmgewehr. And the Sturmgewehr was the first, quote, assault weapon. And the assault weapon of the Germans, the key distinguishing factor that made for its design is that it was of medium caliber and fired fully automatic and semi-automatic. So that in reality, every time they talk about assault weapon ban, 
it's really not what assault weapons are. But see, they just use that word, and then they put their bill forward that ends up banning anything that walks across. You know, they just expand it to the maximum, so 22 target rifles, you know, everything under the sun they can get in, and they just use a scary word. So this is their normal tactic. But what I really want to make you aware of is some of their other more dirty sneaky underhanded tactics that aren't just in the world of their propaganda mill and recently we see a very important example of that the one of the other prominent anti-gun groups is gabby giffords group and the giffords is a very active anti-second amendment organization and you may remember that she was uh, shot in the head and recovered and she now is on her crusade and I often wonder if this crusade is because she was shot in the head because a lot of this is so ridiculous and absurd for her to attack the second amendment especially when she was pro second amendment before her episode and she must, I guess, feel better as long as she can blame guns for some evil act of some wrongdoer. Well, her anti-Second Amendment organization has put together what is a, a coalition. Technically, it was actually set up in 2018, but of course, before a presidential election, and especially one where they're going to want to push some of the most severe and horrible gun laws that ever have been proposed in our country. They've created this group called Gun Owners for Safety. Now, keep this in mind. This is a group for gun owners created by an anti-gun group. And it's called Gun Owners for Safety. And the idea is to build this group. And, and guess what they're saying? Oh, gun owners who are tired of the NRA that are tired of all you know, all the anti-gun propaganda that is thrown at the NRA, and you're tired of the NRA, here's a group for you, gun owners for safety. I mean, how can a gun owner not be for safety, right? But the problem is the word safety, again, hijacked by the anti-gunners. So that safety to anti-gunners is getting rid of guns and passing every conceivable gun law they can come up with. And to them, safety is just the elimination to the maximum degree that they can accomplish of the Second Amendment and our right to keep and bear arms. So if you are a member of Gun Owners for Safety and you are a gun owner, then you are being played as a sucker because your gun is going to be up for grabs as well. This is about the anti-gun movement. And what will this group do? They will push for gun control measures nationwide. All right? So think about that. Why would a gun owner want to join a gun group that pushes for gun control? They're, you're slitting your own throat. You're getting rid of the, your own rights, and you supposedly appreciate that, but you're not. And remember, Giffords is the wife of Mark Kelly, who's a Senate candidate in, in Arizona. And, of course, Gifford says she's a gun owner. 
and all, you know. And so it just, you know, and, and this is just about right. So, of course, she must be okay with it, right? Because she's a gun owner, but she's this horrible anti gun organization setting up a phony gun owner organization to suck people in. And then claiming they've reached out to, you know, 50,000 gun owners who are, quote, fed up with the NRA. Fed up with the NRA, right? If you're so fed up with the NRA and you're going to join gun owners for safety, then you're going to lose your rights and you're not going to have to worry about NRA anymore because there aren't going to be any guns to protect. So, you know, they're trying to play this group up as, uh, you know, including hunters and collectors and veterans and former law enforcement who supposedly, you know, value firearm ownership but want to reduce gun violence. You know, how noble, right? Good grief. It's a load of garbage. They get their typical lefties in there and they move them forward in this tactical uh, way to crush our rights and to basically use these turncoats and traitors and they're in effect they're they're masochistic because you know they're imposing this on their self. I guess they love it, and go at our rights. Make always making NRA, you know the the bad guy, the punching bag NRA. You know how bad they are and this and that. When in fact it's the NRA is the reason we have any gun rights left at all. Because if the NRA hadn't been fighting and look, they made mistakes. First to admit it. They're not perfect. They made mistakes. There's things to criticize NRA about without a doubt. Without a doubt. But without them, we would have no guns. Our rights would be stripped. And the fight would have been long, long ago lost. So they know, the antis know, that if they can try to put these groups together, that this is a way for them to try to exert the influence to the other side to provide cover for the anti-gunners, so they can keep trying to destroy what we love. And the key is for you to know about this and to not fall for their trick and their trap and to know that anytime you see the words gun safety, right, safety bantied about in any type of uh, gun organization, be very, very careful and very, very much aware as to whether they're talking about bona fide safe use of a gun or whether they're using safety as simply a cover to attack and get rid of our rights. You really think about it, anytime you hear the antis talk about wanting gun safety, they're the last group in the world that knows anything about genuine gun safety. And you can see them every time with all their foolishness of how they hold firearms, how they display firearms, how they come up with terms that they don't even know what the meaning of, you know, that uh, like a barrel shroud, you know, it's not that shoulder thingy that goes up. You know, the, you don't even know what it is, and you're trying to ban it. I mean, these people are clueless, and you need to be very much aware that they don't know what they're talking about and they use these nice words 
to try to persuade you because who wouldn't be against safety? But it's just a trap and it's just a ploy. So beware and don't fall for it. Stand strong. Be a proud NRA member and fight for our rights. Till next time, this is Evan Knappen reminding you that gun laws don't protect honest citizens from criminals. They protect criminals from honest citizens. Gun Lawyer is a Counterthink Media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. Reach us by emailing evan at gun.lawyer. The information and opinions in this broadcast do not constitute legal advice. Consult a licensed attorney in your state.